Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about different ways of taking payments from customers, especially when you're doing something like an acid wash or a green pool cleanup or equipment install and you want to get paid on the spot. And there's many ways you can do this, and these are definitely things you need to establish so that you get paid right away. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Of course, cash is king, but a lot of people don't carry cash with them. Sometimes they will give you a personal check, which is per- perfectly fine. You want to make sure you go to your truck and scan that check-in right away. Most bank accounts will have an app with the phone where you can scan the personal check-in. And unless you know the client, you would want to kind of scan that check-in as soon as possible to get the money in the bank. And some people always say, well, you know, it may look like you're desperate because they just gave you the check and like an hour later it's already been deposited. You're not really desperate. You're kind of smart because you want to make sure that check doesn't bounce. And of course, in this era, I don't think checks are very common, but back when I started and for many, many years, I would get paid by check and the checks would occasionally bounce. And this sometimes was not the fault of the client. Sometimes they wrote a bunch of checks or had a a lot of money going out of their account and you just had the bad luck of cashing the check too late. So it was always a good rule of thumb whenever you got a check in your business to put it in as soon as you could. Back in my day, you had to go to the ATM machine to put them in or you had to go into the bank teller to have them actually scan the checks in. Sometimes it would tell you, oh, this check didn't go through, and then you have to contact the client. But now with the banking apps, of course, you want to take a photo of the check, front and back, and get it into your bank account as soon as possible. And if they pay by check, it's perfectly fine. I take it. I don't have any problems. But I definitely prefer other payment methods. The easiest way to take credit card payments is with the Square app. And if you get a Square account, it's linked directly to your bank account. It can be deposited directly in if you want to get the funds deposited directly, you know, instantly into your account. It's going to cost you a higher percentage or a fee. And I think it's better just to wait for it to go into your account naturally. If you can do that, it takes about five to seven days in a lot of cases. So you can enter the customer's credit card information manually into the Square app on your phone. You can also get a square swiper, which is a little doogle that attaches to your cell phone. And usually square will give you the first one for free. I think they're like $10 if you wanted to get more than one. And this attaches to your your cell phone. You can swipe the card. These are okay. They work fairly well in most cases. Sometimes the cards won't swipe. So you have to manually enter the credit card into the square app. I think the square terminal is something that you may want to invest in. It's about $300 and you can actually insert the card. You can tap the card. It takes Apple Pay and Google Pay. And this is a great way to take credit card payments 
and it's something that's portable and you can carry it around. You can connect it to your phone's hotspot or you can wait until you're back at home and it'll just connect to your Wi-Fi and then it'll, it'll put the transactions through that way. But it's one of those things where if you can't take a credit card on the spot, it's always better because I think you it's more secure because the card will go through. The money will be instantly deposited or float, I guess, around for three or four days in cyberspace. And then it'll go into your account. But you know right when you swipe it or you you uh, have the card inserted that it, there's funds there and it's going to go through eventually. And you'll know right away if the card doesn't go through, it'll be rejected. So definitely it's safe and it's something that every pool pro should be using. And to get a Square account, it's free. And you can just order the Square, the um, swiper that goes on your cell phone. Or you can enter the cards manually again. And this is one way to take instant payments. And it's really simple and easy. And I highly recommend it. I've been using Square now probably for, I would say, the last six or seven years. And it's a great way to take instant credit card payments from your clients. The nice thing about Square also is that they'll get a receipt sent to them through the email. And if you have the Square terminal, you can actually print it right there on the spot. And this will act as kind of like a temporary invoice until you invoice them that is paid for. Because sometimes you can't invoice them on the spot. You're busy and you want to get the payment, however. So the receipt of payment sometimes is all the customer needs at that point. And then you can do the invoicing later that afternoon or the next day. But getting the payment, of course, is the most important thing for you, especially if you're doing an acid wash or a green pool cleanup where you just install the pump. You don't know the client. You've never done business with them before. You really can't go wrong by accepting credit cards. One thing that I like to do is take payments through Zelle. There's a few restrictions on Zelle, especially if they've never sent you money. Banks are all different. I believe Bank of America owns Zelle, if I'm not mistaken. So everyone has different limits of how much they can send on Zelle to you. And so let's say you installed a, you know, a pump and it's, you know, $1,800 and they're going to Zelle you the money. They may send you a Zelle and only $500 comes through and they're going to tell you something like my bank limits me to $500 since you're someone new to me on Zelle. And so I'll send you the rest of the money the next day. And sometimes the whole payment comes through if they've been using Zelle. They're with Bank of America. I believe my daily limit's like 3500 So it's not a problem for me to do something like that. But just be aware that Zelle is limited in some cases to a dollar amount. And you can only send so much per day or within a 24-hour period. So if they're going to make a Zelle payment, you may not get all of your money up front, maybe half or 70%. So be aware that there are some limitations to Zelle. But Zelle is instant. It goes from their bank account into your bank account. And it, there's no credit card involved. There's no fees involved. I like it. It's quick and easy. And if the customer has Zelle on their phone or to their bank, they can easily add you and send you the money within a minute or so. You have Venmo. But Venmo is something that, you know, it could be dangerous in some cases if they make a mistake and send it to someone else. You can't get that money back. Zelle is also similar to that if they're entering your information and they do something wrong and they send the money, it of course will warn them and, you know, but you can't get that money back because it's in someone's account already. The same thing with Venmo. It's kind of one of those things where once the money's inside the app and it's been sent, the person that receives it has to, you know, send it back to you basically if it's the wrong person. And there's some scams involved with that. So I would say Zelle is probably better than Venmo. And then, of course, Square is probably the best, even though there's fees associated with it. 
it's one of those things that's a pretty fail-safe way for the client to send you money. And a lot of people don't like using Zelle. They don't have a Zelle. Zelle's not allowed with their or linked to their bank or credit union. Maybe they've never set it up before. And Venmo is another great way to send money with some cautions there. And sometimes you're going to have to transfer that money in the Venmo app into your bank account. So be aware of that, that if they send you the money, you may get a notification. But unlike Zelle, where it goes directly into your bank, Venmo requires another step and you'll have to transfer that money into your bank at that point. One of the things I probably wouldn't recommend taking is our payments on PayPal. And I know it's sometimes easy and convenient because everyone uses PayPal, but there are some problems with PayPal in my opinion. And one of these is that the client has a really easy ability to reverse the PayPal charges. And they can say something like they never received the product or, you know, that's probably the most common one that I get. I've had stuff reversed on me on several occasions. I've had a a member of the group in Texas where he did some work for a property management company and they were just kind of shady and they they reported to PayPal that they never received the product and PayPal reversed the charge was like $3,000 and he lost all that money. It's really hard to fight a claim when someone claims something on PayPal. The buyer has a lot more power than the seller or vendor like yourself and so charges can be reversed pretty easily on PayPal much easier than they can do with anything else. And so for me, I would say PayPal has that built-in danger. Also, you can send money directly like to a friend kind of thing and avoid the charges. However, you know, most people are going to send it directly to PayPal. So there's fees involved in that also very much like Square. So why not just use your Square account and have them use a credit card to send you the money? It's much safer And again, with the credit card transaction, you know it's going in right away, unlike PayPal where it may be floating around also and it may take a long time to transfer to your bank and they may reverse the charges or say you didn't get the product or the service and reverse that PayPal payment on you. And really, there's not much you can do to fight that. Let me touch a little bit on kind of how you would stagger a payment for a job and some common practices. I think a lot of times... Getting all the money up front is tough unless, of course, you're dealing with a customer that you know really well and they don't care if they pay you up front. But there are some ways of expressing why you need the money up front or some of the money up front. If you're selling a pump, I would definitely get at least half of that money up front or at least 30% of that money so that if something does go wrong, at least most of the purchase is covered and then you would get the rest upon completion. You know, a lot of people will stagger it a little differently depending on the size of the job. If you have a big equipment install and it's going to be, you know, $8,000, I definitely would get 25% up front, 25% during the middle, and then another 25% near the end, and then on completion, get the balance. And you can stagger it that way to protect yourself and to also kind of pay for the work as you're going. But there's always going to be some amount that's due at the beginning. I would just tell the customer that it's the initial deposit for you to start work. So if you're doing an acid wash and it's $900, you definitely want them to pay you at least $300 or $250 up front as a deposit for the work. Once they give you that money, you can start draining their pool and start getting ready for the acid wash. This is not enough to cover the whole job if they don't want to pay the balance, but it's at least something. And it also will let you know which customers you're dealing with are legitimate. 
if they flat out refuse to put a deposit down on the work, I would say I wouldn't do the work for someone like that because it's it's not something unreasonable you're asking for. And when I can do any kind of work, when I don't know the person, they're going to ask for a deposit down, especially a general contractor. And so for you to ask for a deposit to start the work, I don't think it's a big deal. And if you're putting a pump in and you tell the customer you need half the money up front because you're going to go purchase the equipment, they should be understanding and do that. Now, this is mainly for people that you don't know. So if you're dealing with a regular service customer that pays you monthly and you've had them for two years, you don't really need to get a deposit from them. I never do on my end when I'm dealing with a regular customer. I'll just send them the invoice at the when I complete the job, and they usually will pay me that day or, or they'll, you know, if they pay me through their bank, they'll send me a check in the mail. So I don't worry too much about regular customers. But if it's just a stranger that's calling you from maybe an ad on Google, you definitely want to get something so they have some skin in the game and they're going to be willing to pay you the balance. A green pool cleanup, especially for the chemicals, you want to let them know that you're going to need a deposit so you can purchase the chemicals for the green pool cleanup. And if you're going to charge $800, getting $200 or $250 or $300 down is something that's not unreasonable. And that just lets the customer know that you're going to complete the work because they gave you some money. Of course, there's people out there that will take people for a ride once in a while and they may be leery. But just, you know, have a paper that's more or less a contract of sorts where you have them give you the deposit, send them a receipt. And this is something that you want to kind of set up in your business so that you don't get burned. A lot of times you'll put something in the customer's backyard then you can't cut it out. It's actually against the law to remove it once it's actually in there. And they may even call the police on you if you try to remove it. So you want to be very careful that you get some money to cover any losses that you may incur if the customer tries not to pay you for the, the work you're doing or for the final install that you're doing. Last year, I had a cement driveway put in at one of the properties that I have. And the cement company, the actual um Mix company actually sent me a letter saying that there's like a lien against my property until they get the final payment. And then I called my contractor. He's like, yeah, that's very normal practice for them to send that out there. You know, we pay them. It takes, you know, 30 days for the payment to go through and they'll definitely get their money and, you know, just ignore that as one of the things that they do. It's kind of one of those things that you should be also doing, not sending a letter asking there's a lien, but also being very proactive and making sure you get paid because I'm sure they've been burned before and, you know, there's contractors out there that never paid for the cement, but it's one of the things that they do to protect themselves and something that you definitely need to do is take payment on the spot. And with so many ways of taking that payment, it would be really foolish of you not to take advantage of it. Once the job is complete, you should get paid for it. I really think as a vendor, and if you're dealing with a lot of people that you're unfamiliar with, if you're trying to expand your business, that getting paid in the spot is very common practice out there for anything that anyone's doing, be it plumbing work or electrical work. No one floats that payment or waits two or three days to pay that person. When they finish the work, they'll knock on your door and they'll have an invoice in their hand for the final payment. Even something as simple as getting your carpet cleaned, they're not going to wait for you to send them a check in the mail. They want the payment on the spot, and there's no reason why you as a pool service provider shouldn't be getting the payment once you finish the job via knocking on the customer's door or texting them, asking them for the credit card information or to call you with the credit card information. You enter in manually. 
or if they have, they give you a check when you finish, you scanning the check in. These are all part of running a business and getting paid on the spot is something that's very common in every other industry and it should be no different in the pool industry. Getting a deposit for the work is very common also. If you call someone to just snake your drain out, they're going to call you before they put that snake down the drain and say, you know, it's $89.95 for the special offer we're offering. Um, can you give me your credit card number and then I'll snake your drain? And then if there's anything else they have to do afterwards, they'll charge you for that, of course, or tell you that they need to do other things. But they're going to initially get the payment before they even put their equipment down your drain. And similar to pool service companies, you may not get the full payment for a job up front, but you definitely should get something so that you're not going to be at a total loss and the customer is more legitimate when they pay you at least a balance or a deposit. If you're looking for other podcasts I've recorded, you can find those on my website. On the banner, just click on the podcast icon and there's over 1,100 podcasts that you can listen to. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a good rest of your day and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.